0: All right, folks, we're into the final stretch of the show. Thanks for tuning in. You're listening to The Drew Marshall Show. We're streaming live at drewmarshall.ca. Around the world. Yes. Is that your superhero voice? No, it was my radio announcer voice. Okay. 519-941-501. <laughs> As a part of America's most elite fighting unit, Remy... Oh, by the way, are we settling with Adeleke? Adeleke. Adeleke? Adeleke. We're going to find out soon, and he's going to kick our butt for saying it wrong. Has had the opportunity to see and do things men, most men and women, have only kind of dreamt about. But what's even more remarkable is his story which begins in a small country in West Africa, Western Africa... The son of a well-known Nigerian engineer and homemaker, uh, Remy lived the life of opulence. But in 1987, that all changed when his father suddenly died. Uh, With his father's death also came the death of their luxurious lifestyle and the beginning of a life filled with constant adversity and struggles. Stripped of everything by the Nigerian government, Remy and his mother permanently relocated to one of the tougher uh, inner cities in America, known as the Bronx. Oi.
1: Oi? (laughs) Oi? Because sure. there's tough
0: Jews? Yay.
1: <laughs> Don't mess with me!
0: Though uh, though austere, the Bronx proved to be the perfect environment to prepare Remy for his future as a Navy SEAL and also to instill a key lesson that he teaches to this day, perseverance. After years of running on the streets, fighting, and participating in nefarious activities, Ooh. Remy decided to make a life change. In the early summer of 2002, he enlisted in the U.S. Navy and embarked on a journey that reads like a Hollywood script. Oh, speaking of Hollywood scripts, did we mention that Remy is also an actor and is featured in the upcoming Paramount Pictures film Transformers The Last Night? Yeah, that whole thing just happened. Wow. On the line from somewhere in uh, Connecticut (laughs) is Remy. Dude, what's going on, man? Not much. How are you guys doing? I'm honored to be on your show today. You don't know that yet. You have no idea how this is going to go. Yeah, the afternoon's young, buddy. Um, <laughs> I, wanted to want, I want to know who's, who's winning the beanbag toss. Uh, I won one game. Actually,
1: I was down 17 points, 20 to 3. Me and wow. my team, we came back and just crushed the other team. So wow. Fantastic.
0: Yeah. Well, when I was at Kathy Lee's house, they didn't bring out any games. All they did was <laughs> all they did was liquor me up and send me home. That's it. <laughs> Which is the same well, they tried thing you do, do that with me. But I uh, have that mental toughness. <laughs> okay. All right. That'll work. Doesn't that place suck? Like, what a disgusting dump they live in, eh? The <laughs> yeah, it is. It's
1: horrible. I think it's. Uh, <clears throat> overseas but you know what it is what it is as long as there's a bed and, and, and oxygen to breathe i'll be fine
0: <laughs> all right there's so many angles so many ways to go in this and as a guy i want to go navy seal first do you mind yeah, not at all so they've got a reputation uh-huh. is their reputation true or is it just hollywood hype what reputation is that you are bad buttockous Mm, I can't even say there's so many words I want to say and I can't say on air you guys are known for being some bad dudes who who are elite elite fighting force is it just Hollywood hype
1: no no it's the truth it's the truth Uh, it feels a of the most elite fighter force on the face probably the most elite fighter force and a lot of it can be traced back to our training um the class that i graduated with started out with 270 guys and only 29 out of the 270 graduated um so our screening process is a, is you know exceptional uh, and produces the best of the best and, and that's why we are the best of the best
0: so do they ring out you know, can we see in the movies do they have to go up to a bell and go ding ding i'm out of here
1: Yep, three rings to the bell, and you're out. And then there are guys who get medically dropped because they just have too many injuries they can't get through. And then you get some guys who get performance dropped because even though they're able to pass the evolutions uh, and they're not quitting, um, they're not performing to the standard that the instructors want them to perform
0: to, so they end up getting performance dropped. So. How long were you sealed for? Uh, I spent seven and a half years in the teens. Okay, let's talk about PTSD. Uh, not that I can relate in any way, uh, but having grown up in the funeral business, um, part of my responsibility when I was in my late teens was I was you know uh, told to put on a suit in the middle of the night and I would go out to various homicide and suicide scenes and bring back the body. Um, so there are things that happened in, in my past that I that kind of has shaped my brain, shaped my soul. How about you? Um, does the does the phrase PTSD uh, mean something to you uh, well definitely uh,
1: it, it's something that I've never struggled with personally right um but I, I do have uh, friends who have struggled with it I have friends who've you know who've, who've uh, died uh, from the you know the remnants of PTSD um, so so I am very aware of it and uh, I have worked in the past I have a good friend of mine who's currently still struggling with it tremendously and uh so i I, my my job my role now is to kind of try and be somewhat of an advocate for guys in the community who are struggling with it and also to be that 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 um that arm you know that be part of that brotherhood because the brotherhood doesn't just um it's not just while you're in the teams it's when you're out the teams as well and not just the teams but throughout the military as well so i just try to be a good support system for
0: guys who are struggling with it um have you heard anything about this canadian sniper who's who's kind of blowing up the news up here have you heard anything about him no, no, I haven't. Well, let me just fill you in. First of all, Canada—it's a big country just north of where you are right yes. now. <laughs> and our and our leader looks like the prince from the Little Mermaid. He
1: does he's very cute.
0: Unlike your leader, which looks like something completely different. Um, <clears throat> we have a, apparently some sniper dude who's mm-hmm. out there, and he just what it, we had a we had a guy in our show who who is a former jihadist, and he gives us t- a terrorism update once a month. Oh, interesting! And he came on the show today and was given some props to this this sniper, who took out some dude. What thirty eight hundred? No, no, it's thirty four hundred meters. Thirty four hundred meters away. Wow, that's That's, a good. That's a good hit. That's a great shot. We've got three of the top five in the world. Three of the top distances, yes. Okay, all right. That's because that's because we we're the guys that go in that you know in the Olympics you're on the skis and and you have the gun on your back. Yeah. What's that called? Yeah. The, the biathlon. Biathlon, yes.
1: Yeah. Well, I have to. Hey, we, I got to be careful in this because my my brother-in-law is Canadian. Yeah, oh. oh, So I got to be careful how I talk about my Canadian brothers
0: up there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You're literal brothers. Um. Yeah. So hold on, wait. a Have you been to Toronto, Remy? Yeah, yeah. I was I've been out there I've been out there uh, about twice.
1: Uh my brother, he's part of a uh uh organization called YPO up there, so they. so I I have worked with some some uh Toronto-based YPOs uh doing some consulting on mental toughness, teamwork, communication, leadership. So there's okay. a, there's a group of YPOs, I'm sure they're listening to cuz they they know some of the stuff that I put them through.
0: Well, I want to summarize your story. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Pathetically, but I want to try. <laughs> you grew up Pretty good family. Uh, you had some coin. Your your dad died. And by the way, let's. Not, I don't want to glaze over that for a second. My mom died when I was 22, and it sucked. It still sucks. Uh, how old were you when your dad died? I was five. Okay, was five years old. That's brutal. So then all of a sudden, because of the way things are run over there, when your dad dies, all the, your stuff gets taken? Is that about it? So-
1: yeah, so my dad, he was a, he was a well-known Nigerian engineer, and uh, he was very well-connected in, in, in the Nigerian government as well. And at the time, I'm not sure how it is now because I haven't been Nigerian since my father's death, but at the time, um, if you purchase land or if you purchased cars or whatever it is that you purchased, uh, here in the United States, and I'm sure in Canada, you have a deed or you have a title, and it's all under your name, and the government understands that that's yours. But at the time in Nigeria, they could come up to you at any time and say, you never paid for that that's not yours, that's not your land, that's our land. And they could just take it back from you at any moment. And so, so my father, that's what my father had to deal with. He never had problems outside the United States because he traveled all, all over the world and worked on projects all over the world. His main issues were with, with the Nigerian government inside the States. And so they, they pretty much took his property, they took all, everything that he invested in, and um, we went from having absolutely everything to having nothing.
0: Wow. Wow. And that's
1: crap. I, I have a brother now who... Uh, still lives in Nigeria, and to this day, he, he goes back and forth from Great Britain and Nigeria. He's a lawyer, and to this day, he goes to fight to try and retain, uh, try and get back everything that was taken from our family. Well, my mom says, don't hold your breath. <laughs> wow.
0: wow, wow. So then, uh, I don't know how it happened, but you, somehow you end up in the Bronx. Like, yeah. that's, that's a... You must have had some kind of connection, because people don't normally look at the map and go, hey, we want to move to the Bronx, right?
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, my mom, she's American. So my mom and my dad actually met in the United States, and after they got married, my mom moved back to my, my mom moved to Nigeria with my dad. So my mom grew up in New York City; she's okay, born okay. and raised. So, okay. so she she went back home, and she grew up uh, she grew up in, in across the bridge, across the bridge from where uh, from the Bronx, right in Manhattan. And so, you know, that's where our, our, her family was. So that's where she figured she'd go to have somewhat of a support
0: system. How how did it shape you? into into the, the dude you are right now having lost a father at the age of five. So if, for all intents and purposes, you grew up fatherless. What impact did that have on you, man?
1: Uh, well, you know, it, it, it drove me to try, you know, I, I believe that every child needs a mother and a father, you know, and it drove me as a young kid to try and find that father figure, to try and find something to fill my paternal void. And that search led me to some places and led me to some things that, you know, that wasn't right. Um, And looking back on it, I wish I didn't go that route. but. At the end of the day, that's what I felt I needed at the time to make me the man who, you know, I thought I needed to be. Yeah. And, so, um, and because of that, you know, ultimately, you know, because of the influences that I had, I, got, I started out stealing from my mom, and then that progressed to other things. And then before I knew it, I was 19 selling drugs, and I had everything that I thought I needed to have.
0: What correlation, Remy, do you think there is between your spiritual life and and growing up fatherless? Do you th- do you see a tie in there at all? Because because uh, a lot a lot of us uh you know, a lot of us have god issues because we have father issues. Oh, absolutely.
1: Absolutely. I I truly believe that I had god issues because I had father issues. I truly believe that you know, I didn't believe in God. A lot of uh my my disbelief in God was because of the absence of a father. You know, I didn't have that example um at a young age, you know, that paternal presence. So when I would go to church or when I would hear things about the Bible, about this Heavenly Father, He was non-existent to me because I didn't have a physical Father. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, for a long period of time, up until I was about 26, I would vacillate back and forth between um, agnosticism and atheism because of, partly because of that. Um, and then, you know, moving as I went you know, grow older and began to get into relationships, um, you know, I didn't know how to be a, a, a boyfriend, or you know, to to a to a girl, because you know I never had a father to teach me what it was how how to treat a woman, how a woman should be loved, how a woman should be taken care of, how a woman should be respected, because of that absence. So so many so, so many different levels.
0: Okay, but you said you've oscillated between agnosticism and atheism, and now you're you know a raving evangelical lunatic. <laughs> 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 when I was down, the last time I was down there with, you know, hanging out with Kathy Lee, when I was on, I surprised Candace Cameron, who's another friend. And Candace was there on set because her daughter was on the Today Show. And so it was yeah. Candace and Kathy Lee. And they're both my two favorite God girls. They're just fantastic human beings. But all of a sudden, Kathy Lee says, you know, Candace, we should lay hands on Drew right now and pray for him. Dude, dude I bolted out of that studio. It's yeah. ridiculous. So, what? How did you go from being a pessimistic jerk to being a I love Jesus guy?
1: Well, uh, well, that's a long, partly a long story. Um, but just to just to sh- shorten it, um, in two thousand and eight, uh, two thousand and seven, I met a girl, and she was a Christian, and uh, I, I didn't yeah. care anything about Christianity. I didn't care anything about church. And but, I don't want to have anything to do with Christianity or church. But, but she absolutely. was
0: good. She was good at flirting and converting. Is that what I'm hearing? Uh,
1: I, I wouldn't know that. She didn't try to convert me. That's like the and it's the funniest thing. She didn't try to convert me. She was she was interestingly, she was fine with the way I was. And um and, and and you know, I was willing to do whatever I needed to do in order to spend time with her and to be next to her. And 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 one thing that she wanted to do is she wanted to go to church on Sundays. So I would go to church before on Sunday and I remember being in the church service, making fun of everybody in the service, mocking the entire system, you know, mocking the guy on stage. Look at this guy is probably stealing everybody's money. Look at these people were raising their hands and closing their eyes, they're a bunch of fools, who are they praying to what are they looking at, a bunch of weak people who can't do anything for themselves. This was my mindset as I would go to the churches with her. And um few weeks passed, and I stopped going to church with her, um, and our relationship between the group began to grow, and our relationship began to blossom. and um, as our relationship grew, I began to treat her really, really bad. I began to cheat on her. I was very condescending, very rude to her. I was just a mean person, but despite the way I treated her, she still stayed with me. And then one day I went to uh, jump school, and I, I'll make a long story short, I broke my ankle on my second jump and, and after I broke my ankle on my second jump, I couldn't walk for four months. And in that four months, this girl just poured out the love of god on me i mean she would cook for me clean for me pray for me do all of these things for me despite the way she treated me i would treat her like trash and i just uh, looking back i truly believe that god was using that entire situation he allowed me to break my ankle he put me in that situation to kind of give me an image of my relationship with him um You know, in in relation to this relationship with this girl, because just as he had loved me, protected me, brought me from Nigeria, brought me from the Bronx, blessed me with this amazing life, I still rejected him, didn't want to have anything to do with him, spit in his face, made fun of Christians, made fun of his name, and everything. And so, you know, through that somewhat self-reflection, you know, It it didn't do too much for me. I kind of scoffed at it, but as soon as I was able to walk, then I pretty much broke up with her. I left her. And I remember she fell down on the floor. She was just like, How could you do this to me? I've given up so much for you. How could you do this to me? And I said, I don't care. You know, I don't get out of my house. So fast forward a little bit, you know, I end up taking her back into a relationship. We get back in a relationship a few months later, and I get sent off to cold weather survival training in Alaska. And while I'm in Alaska, I'm walking around this wilderness. By myself, because I'm doing land navigation, trying, and I'm in this wilderness, and as I walk around this wilderness, I begin to really reflect on my life. I really begin to take an honest assessment of my life and look back, not just at that period, but look back, going back into the years. And As I begin to look back on my life and saw how I treated people I claimed I loved, saw how I treated my girlfriend, and saw how I had become and how rude and, and, and mean I was towards people, I didn't like what I saw. It was for the first time in a long time I did not like what I saw, and so I made a decision. I decided, you know, what, Remy, I'm going to fix you. Essentially, I'm going to fix myself, and I tried. I tried different things to fix myself. I tried other religious practices. I tried meditating. I tried all of these different things to fix myself so that I could be a better person, Uh, and nothing I tried worked. It really frustrated me, uh, and it frustrated me so much that I fell into a deep depression. And then along those lines, this girlfriend, um, who I had at the time, she goes to a party, and when she's at this party, she meets a woman who finds out that she's dating me, and this woman just tells her, you need to leave this guy because all he's going to do is continue to treat you like trash, and he's going to be gone all the time in your life. is not going to be worth it. And so... For the first time in two years, that one conversation gave my girlfriend the strength to leave me. And so when we got on a phone call while I was in Alaska, I called her up and I said, Hey, babe, you won't believe this. I realized how much of a dirtbag I am. And when I get back, I'm going to marry you. I'm going to be such a great guy. I'm going to be a changed person. You will not believe this new person you'll see. And she was dead silent on the other end of the line. And I'm thinking to myself, Hey, babe, what's wrong? Why are you silent? What's going on? And she said, I'm leaving you. And I said, why? <laughs> why are you leaving She said, because you, you treat me like trash. And I, was just, I felt like I was in the twilight zone, because here I made this decision to change yeah. before she decided to break up with me, and now she's leaving me. And I felt like I was literally in the twilight zone. So to make a long story short, I, I hit the bottom of the bottom after that, and, and, and I just kept the... I, my brother, who was a Christian, I remember he would always you know, tell me I needed to try Jesus, I needed to <laughs> pray to Jesus, all this stuff. So I literally began to say, okay, God, if you're real, Jesus, I need you to come into my life and babe my life, change me, and give me this new life. But if you're fake and if all of this church stuff is a farce and a waste of time, then absolutely nothing's going to happen. Yeah. And so I just literally cried out to Jesus, literally. And as I cried out to Jesus, over time, he came into my life and my life, changed me, told me how to love him, love people, love myself. And, I was a, and ever since then, I've
0: you know, I, 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 it's just hard for me not to believe it. Okay, you know? okay, hold on, hold on, hold yeah. <laughs> on. Your mother... Is she a yeah. uh, 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 Jesus lady? Yeah, my mom loves the Lord. Okay, yes, is, and your brother, Jesus guy? Yes, he loves the Lord as well. This woman, she Jesus woman? The girlfriend? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah. Dude, are you stupid? Do you realize how many... <laughs> Like you're like the old story where the guy's sitting on the roof of a flooded uh, you know area and he's praying to God to save him and the guy comes by in a boat and and uh, and he says no 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 I'm okay I'm waiting for God to save me and a guy comes by in a canoe no no I'm waiting for God to save me got helicopter no no I'm waiting for God to save me and then he drowns and God and he goes hey God what the heck he says well I sent you a boat a canoe and a helicopter idiot yeah 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 <laughs> absolutely 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 that was me that was me man. That was- all right, hold on. Mm-hmm. I, I want to tell everyone about this. I am second uh, video. First of all, most uh, Jesus ministry type things, I they just make me sick because they're schmaltzy, they're cheesy, they're they're poorly produced or whatever. They're, they need to be left behind. <laughs> I agree. <with> that. <laughs> but this I am second stuff rocks. I mean, it's it, a few things. First of all, go to IAmSecond.com Type in Remy in the search thing. Watch this dude's. Uh, well, how long are these things? They're, they're like short, 10 ten, fifteen minutes, maybe. No, not even. Yeah, the,
1: long, the, the longest video is about ten minutes. The shortest is about four to five minutes.
0: Right. So this is perfect for dudes, okay, with, dudes yeah, with ADD like issues us. like yes. you and I. Um, and they're they're professionally done. They got the black backdrop. They're they're succinct. They're dramatic. They're powerful. I remember loving R. A. Dickies? It was so good. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, Remy, let me just say this to our listeners, L- ladies. First of all, I got to tell you a couple things about Remy.
1: Put on the Barry White.
0: I'm going to put on a little Barry White here. Uh, Remy has got the bod with the nod. I mean, he, I don't know what that means, but it rhymed. Is he up Uh, there with Terry Crews? Yes, Terry Crews, right? We had his wife on the show a while ago. Dude, you are jacked. So first of all, ladies, if you want to tell your husbands about a guy's God story, and I mean a dude's God story, right? Not just some, you know what I mean. Yeah. Go to I Am Second, type in Remy, and watch this guy's story okay it, it's powerful for a couple of reasons one he's lived it it's been it's real there's you know if you got man issues okay fine he's done the man thing but you're a great communicator remy you're a really good communicator thank you thank you secondly if your car battery is dead you want to get an interstate battery the, re- the reason being is the guy behind <laughs> the guy behind I am second the I am second stuff is the guy behind Interstate Batteries. Oh, wow. Okay. See what I did there? Nicely done. A little free plug. Thank you very much. Yep. Plug. plug electricity. You're good. Thank you. And then, finally, apparently you're in a movie. Is that true?
1: Yeah. 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 I'm in a new Transformers movie. How? Yes, sir. How the heck does that happen? Seriously. Uh, okay, back to God. You know the God story. You, yeah, acting was never something I thought I was going to do. It was never something I wanted to do. And uh, back in 2013, there was a lady who uh, she her name is Catherine Humphreys and her uh-huh. husband Harry. They've worked with the director Michael Bay since the Rock in '96, and so uh, he was producing a TV show by the name of The Last Ship, and they were looking for somebody with a military background like myself. And so she reached out to me and said, "Hey, are you available to film for a day of filming?" I said, "Absolutely not. <laughs> I don't want to film. I don't want to be on TV. That's not my thing." But she said, "You know, check this out. This might be a good opportunity." you try it out so I went tried it out the day of filming didn't like it at all uh, a few weeks later, a lady at my church reached out to me because she found out I did a day of filming. So she said, you need to audition for this play. Went through three weeks of chasing me down. Finally, I agreed to go audition. I got the part in a play at the Lycom Theater in San Diego. And then I didn't do acting anymore after that for three years. And then uh in May of 2016, last year, the woman who cast me for a day of filming in the last year, uh, as Michael Bay was doing his pre-production for, for Transformers, he was looking for somebody with my skill set and my look. She remembered me. So she reached out to me and said, hey, we're starting this movie tomorrow. Are you interested? And I said, sure, what is it? And she said, it's Transformers. And I said, well, absolutely, I'll be there. And I sent her some (laughs) pictures. Next day I was on set filming. One day turned into three weeks. Three weeks turned into about six months. And then before you know it, I'm in this big blockbuster movie with Mark Wahlberg, Anthony Hopkins, and the rest of the group. Come
0: on. just ridiculous. (laughs) Uh, There's a picture of you that we put up uh, with you and Anthony Hopkins. Please, yeah. please don't burst my bubble. Tell me Anthony Hopkins is a cool guy. Just tell me uh, he's a cool guy.
1: Oh, he is such a down to earth,
0: super cool, sweet guy, man. He's 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 awesome. He does he awesome. does he eat flava beans <laughs> with a nice Chianti. <laughs> with a nice Chianti? Yes. Um,
1: uh, Word on the street, he is, but uh, I didn't stick around too long enough. To find
0: no, out. no, <laughs> you, you don't want to stick around. anybody's eating beans, man. Yeah. Is is not a good idea. Um, okay. Your, your life is a walking, I don't even know how to say this. I mean, you, you know, there's so many elements and layers to your life miracle. journey, right? Miracle. It's a walking miracle. Okay, yeah, I'll, I'll use that word. I don't, sure. I know I don't use the M word no, very don't. often. <laughs> Except for moron when you're talking I, to Yeah, me. when I'm talking to you. Uh, <laughs> um, I, do, uh, do you have any doubts at all? Any more about God? Because you ask Kathy Lee, and she'll tell you, I'm the biggest pain-in-the-spiritual-butt-doubter on the planet, and she Uh wants to pound me. She wants to just smack me upside the head because I I struggle with with doubt. I don't struggle with it. I've embraced it. Um, You know, I call myself a red-letter agnostic theist these days.
1: Yeah. No, you know, interestingly, there have been times when I've doubted, um, as a Christian, there have been times. Um, but, you know, looking back, when there are those times, I look back on my life. And as a matter of fact, I'm writing a book right now. My mom, we writing a book. And, and part of the book is is just looking at the divine, all the multitude of divine interventions that had taken place in my life. Yeah. Uh, and how, if one divine intervention didn't take place, I wouldn't be where I'm at today. And how, you know, just. just some of the things that are happening, my mom and other people who've known me since I was a little kid said, you know, God put this on my heart and God told me years ago that this would happen to you. Or God told me years ago that that would happen to you. And so because of situations like that, and then also because of what i've seen the miracles that i've seen take place in my life and there's so many I, I don't have time to go down the road it's impossible for me to believe that god is not real and and then also when i look at the bible and just see how so much of my life and and so my story lines up with so many people in the bible like king david and a lot of the things that he went through and and even you know paul and some of the things that he went through it's just it's just yeah. the, the evidence yeah. you know uh, for me so many people look at miracles some miracles, and they say, you know, if I saw Jesus walk on water, that would be a miracle. Or if I saw Jesus move this mountain, that would be a miracle. You know, the, the, one of the most powerful miracles that Jesus does is when he takes a person who's far from him, transforms that person, that person into a new creation, puts that person on display, and then works continuous miracles in that person's life. And not just after that person comes to know him, but even before him. So when I look back on my life, it's, I, I can't doubt. I mean, I can, but it just doesn't last as long as it usually used to do. Hmm. It used to hmm. last, you know, if That makes
0: sense. How? Okay, I, I, we got. I got to finish this interview here, but I oh you're so stinking interesting. What? We what forgot are... to ask the proper pronunciation of his name. We've oh, got Remy right. on this, yeah. right? We got we got a bet going <laughs> in here in the studio. Um, I, I've said your name is Remy Adelecki. Is that right? It's close. Oh man, Adeleke. It's it's hey, but you know, for a first try, that's really, really good. <gasps> Say it. Say your name. Say your name.
1: I I tell people Adeleke. Yeah! Yeah! (laughs) (laughs) Sometimes you got it right. I have a student named Adekele. Adekele. So that's my cheat. Adeleke.
0: Adeleke. 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 Is that right? Yep. Okay. Adeleke. 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 All right. Before we say goodbye. Dude, how do I get your abs?
1: (laughs) Uh, Stay away from carbs. uh Uh-oh. Juice fresh juice every morning and do about I don't know 200 300 crunches every other day you'll be fine and some cardio and a lot of cardio actually and you'll be fine
0: I don't want to do that yeah, I, I don't want to do I was, that I'm struggling <laughs> with the idea of juice <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to do that okay here's the last serious question um, um, now that you're you know you're 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 on the on the map so to speak and yes. pe- people know you and you're out there and you're I'm second guy and all this stuff and you know, you're you're now known as the God guy. Dude, you can't screw up, man. Yeah, absolutely. That's a absolutely. lot of pressure. And and you're much is given much as required. Well, yeah, that's what I'm saying, right? You've got all this all this this attention on you and all the eyeballs are on you and you know, and you know what, what Jesus people are like, we kinda of cross our arms. We I'm put myself in that category, mm-hmm. that's it. Cross the arms and we look at you and we go, Yeah, we'll see. We'll see how he does. Absolutely. You know and we but, you know, you
1: know. I, I, see, for you guys and for the world, they're they just uh, having that expectation now. But one thing a lot of people don't understand about me is that I've been doing what I've been doing for many, many years, um, just not in the limelight. And so, but God has been watching me. So, you know, it, I had this same type of responsibility when I was in the SEAL teams where I could have messed up multiple times. I had the same responsibility with me we while I was going through marriage struggles, struggles, and when I was going through other stuff in life. So I don't have that fear, not not because, you know, I'm, I'm better than anybody at all, but because, you know, I've, I've just, I've had a lot of training. See, I think what a lot of people are now seeing is the afterproduct. Um, but I've been, you know, God's been working on me for a long period of time. and And so... Will I mess up? I hope not. Can I predict that it's going to happen? I hope not. But um, I try to surround myself around great people, um, a great team, and I, I stay grounded. I'm in church every Sunday and reading the Bible and doing my devotional time every morning. So I just pray between the, with the combination of things, and I'm doing it. Um, I'll be
0: doing the right thing. Yeah. Well, dude, I wish you the best. I really, really wish you the best. Uh, yeah. And I appreciate the time you've given us, man. R- Remy, oh, crap. How do you say it again? Adeleke? Adeleke. Remy, can, can you just get like? Why don't you just change your name like a Hollywood Smith. person, Smith or something? Or Remy, just say just Remy. Remy. Fine. All
1: That's right. Easy
0: <laughs> he is an actor in Transformers: The Last Night. He's a former Navy SEAL and uh, he is a current Jockey brand model. Girls in Girls the corner. Yeah. Hello, ladies. You know, he's. All I can say is he's got a better body than Kramer did when he did his <laughs> underwear modeling. <Okay. laughs> <laughs> <laughs> uh, and go to IamSecond.com and watch this guy. Just go to iamsecond. There's a ton of things for you to watch there. And, uh, Remy, I wish you the best, man. Will you do me a favor? Can you go give Christine a little kiss on the cheek for me, please?
1: I definitely will. I definitely will. You want me to hook you guys up on a date?
0: Stop it! Stop it! <laughs> we'll talk to you another time. I hope when you're even bigger and you don't give big interviews, except you come to me, you'll still talk to me. And in the T dot, uh, yeah, yeah. When you come to Toronto, man, come on, come co-host the show with me, okay? I'll give you the, yeah, I'll do, give you I'll the microphone. That. I'll
1: do that. Yeah, I'll do that. Next time I'm in Toronto, I'll do that for
0: All right, sure. man. Good to talk, Remy. You take care, man.
1: All right, good talking to you. God bless you guys. All right, bye bye.
0: I'm just calling him Remy. That's it, Remy, Remy. <laughs> Have you seen his body? Oh, no, jumping. But if it's like Terry Crews, I'm just gonna avoid watching it. I know. He's <laughs> <It's> so depressing. <laughs> it's, it really is. <laughs> so it's depressing. Like, it's like being a guitar player watching Tommy Emmanuel. Yes, play. it's like okay, here's my yeah. guitar pick hanging yeah. up. I'm out.